Welcome to the College Playbook with Cousin Dami and Friends, a guide for Black college students by Black college graduates, covering all the topics you would ask your favorite cousin. Join me, Cousin Dami, as I talk about the glows and lows of college with friends and some of my cousins who have made it over the hurdle and graduated as some of the first in their family to do so. Together, we share experiences, advice, and encouragement to help students win in college and beyond. Listen in and take what you need and send a message if you have questions. Let's go. Hey, everyone. It's Cousin Dami, and I am super excited to kick off this podcast series with my very own big cousin, Big O. <laughs> Lawrence is in the building. Yes, yes. I don't show to all the parties, but when I do. Right? Yes, 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 sir. Thank you, thank you. Ready? All right, let's do it. Thank you for having me. All right, me. so thanks, thanks, thanks. So first, what college did you go to, and um, how'd you end up there? Well, I went to Seton Hall University. Mm-hmm. Old Pirates, Bleed Blue. Ironically, I, I ended up there because... Your mom lived down the street. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I felt it would be the most resourceful place to go to because I, even while there, I was using her laundry, right. I was free food, and so on and so forth. And I remember what allured me was the South Orange town. I don't know if you remember. Um, there, I, I, there's like Dover Street, which separates. It's like Dover is the hood. Once you right, pass Dover. Right. This beautiful town, South Orange, with a whole village. I was like, oh, this is a nice little town here. And then right up the street from where your mom lived was Seton Hall University. And I remember like visiting several campuses campuses outside of Seton Hall. I was like, Seton Hall is the one for me. Wow, that's crazy. I mm-hmm. never knew that. That's interesting. Yeah. And yes, you were a staple in my house uh, <laughs> as you were at the hall. You and your friends. I remember that. Yes. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, so was college always part of your plan? I would say yes, because it's more like a the my fam like I guess our family didn't really sort of I guess condone anything outside of that. You're either going to college or you're a bum, you know. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it's, it's sort of like we we were sort of a college bound family, and then right. even I'll reference your, your mom again. She. Um, in high school, she would put us through these, um, I guess, the programs that assisted with writing the letter, the college prep program, the New right. York Leadership Project, and all of those things where they assisted with uh, even visiting colleges and, and helped you apply to the colleges and things like that and uh, give you the prep, let you know that you have to take the SATs and go get the vouchers. You could take them for free. So I think I was always bound for it. I knew that I... And I remember, which is uh, weird, I remember in my guidance counselor's office, there was, uh, it was like two photos. It was one of like a businessman who had like this suit on. Mm-hmm. And then it was one who, it was like, and it was uh, juxtaposed with a photo of a guy who was like sweaty and who had like a hat on. And maybe he was working in like an oil field or something mm-hmm. like that. And sort of the reference was if you wanted sort of a successful, if you wanted to be a businessman, sort of college was the way, like, so it sort of like oh, pushed wow. you to go that way. Although I, I found that weird later on because it, it, right. when you had this push to our colleges and then nobody's wants to be construction. Like there's all of these. Right, it's kind of shady, nobody, but we get the point. Yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> you want to be a Wolf of Wall Street or you want to be all dirty and work in construction? Right. <laughs> 
like, I'm going to be clean. I'm going to wear, I'm going to wear the nice suit. I'll, the right and, and not the left. Yeah. Well, yeah. So even in high school, it felt like it was a push to even like um, senior year, uh, the pressure of students like, oh, what college are you going to? What right. college did you apply to? What acceptance letters did you get? How much money you are you going to get? So, right, so I right. think I was always college bound just based off of my nurturing and how I was sort of, I was coaxed into it. Yeah, basically. Right. No, that's funny. That's interesting. For two seconds, I forgot about all those programs we were in. So shout out to my mom. I guess that does kind of shape you, right? Like if you get yeah, that exposure, yeah, it's like, this is where you're going. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Good point. Good point. All right. So um, personal question. How long did it take you to graduate? Actually, four and a half years. Okay. So, okay. And I remember that that was always a sort of a point of contention around like junior year when right. you realize how many credits you need to right. get there and how far you are from it. So I remember it became like a little um, like a little race between like some of the, 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 my college friends. Like, oh, how much longer are you going to be here? Because I remember one of my uh, one of my friends, I think he it took him almost like six years. But some people, yeah. it isn't really because of the academics. It's because of sort of funding. Right, they ran right. out of, sort of money to go, so they had to take a break and then come back. And so I think that was sort of his circumstance. Gotcha. Yeah, I was supposed to graduate that May. I had to take some additional courses. So I think I finished that next spring, and then I walked. I mean, I finished that next fall, and I walked the following spring. Gotcha. That, that was what May. So yeah, four gotcha. and a half years. Got okay. me. Not bad. I mean, you you made it. You know, you made you still yeah. made something of yourself. So. At that time, it may have seemed, you know, a little frustrating, but look at you now. <laughs> look at you now, right? Look, I have look at me now. Look at you. <laughs> um, so let me ask, once you got to college, I mean, you clearly were thrown on a college campus at high, as a high schooler. Um, but once you got there, did you feel like it was the right fit? And like, what felt like, what led you to have that feeling? Well, yeah, because actually... As soon as I graduated high school, like two weeks, I, I I got into Seton Hall through the EOF program, like the Equal Opportunity right. Funding. And mm -hmm. so the the requirement was that you had to come the summer prior to the fall semester. So like a right. week after I graduated high school, I was shipped up and, and, and staying on campus just, I guess, to get um, acclimated to the life and start taking right. prep classes and all those other things. And even once, I guess once I got there, because in the EOF program, there are a lot of people that look like me. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't, um, it wasn't sort of a culture shock. It was more of a culture shock once the real um, semester started. I was like, oh, there, there, there are other ethnicities. So you get the real sort of emergence of, of all of the real student life and all of those things. So even once I got there, because I guess of my introduction and sort of that pre-prep to prepare you for it all, it felt like, yeah, it was the, the perfect, perfect place for me. Went there, got my new character, and I was like, yeah, we get to know the people. Although I went there more at a socialization tip and not really for my real college and what I was supposed to be going to school for, but right. it, I, it was still felt like uh, I was sort of immersed into this like mini grown-up life before the real grown-up life started. So yeah, yeah once I got there, I felt like, yeah, this is the place I'm supposed to be at. Oh, shout out to New Jersey EOF and EOP programs. I know they yes, really make a difference. Yes, I know some yes. other states have them, but they really make a difference. Really mm -hmm. kind of catch you before you hit that culture shock, really acclimate Absolutely. you into a college culture. Um, exactly. Cool. 
Um, so did you ever feel like you were lacking or missing something? Um, and how did you deal with that? Actually, I did. Well, well, not really with the EOF program, like, cause those courses, I guess they sort of uh, obfuscated them where they weren't as sort of difficult as the real courses. I really didn't feel I was lacking until I started taking college math, like academics. I mean, not academics, um, algebra and right. I think like biology, cause I was initially supposed to be a, um, a biology major where I was going to be like a lab technician. They told me I had to take um, algebra one and two and calculus one and two, mm -hmm. and when I get it, it was the most foreign. Thing. <laughs> I, I was like, because hey, I remember um, because I went to uh, I went to a Catholic uh, grammar school, so when I got to when I got to a public high school, like I was a very smart in comparison to the other right. people. Like I was like right. a genius. Like, oh, you know, right. English, math. So I went there thinking that it would be sort of that same concept, like, oh yeah, I'm about to come here and right. You thought you were on top. <laughs> yeah, and then it was a whole nother it was a whole other ball game. I really felt like I was like, oh my god, I don't, maybe I don't belong here because I, I failed algebra two twice before I decided that I'm going to switch majors and maybe right. <laughs> and, and not for yourself anymore. Yeah, yeah, it really made me shift my whole way of going about it because I, I guess I didn't really have. Like, and even some of the courses that, um, I guess, when I was speaking to other students, some of the courses that they were having in their high school, I didn't even have in, when I was uh, went to high school. Like in the right. I was like, oh, you guys did, they were doing uh, different courses and things like that that made some sort of equipped for the classes in college. So uh, when I did get there, I did feel like I was lacking in the beginning, just until I sort of found my niche in the road I should possibly be on right. instead of what I thought I was going to be. So I had to sort of lower my expectations a bit. Gotcha. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. But you made it. Did you um did you know anything about the tutoring options on campus? Did you ever give that a try? I only did like like say for English, I did like the writing center and those right. type of things where they'll assist you with writing papers. So and I, I think I was already sort of frustrated with it at the time and I didn't really take tutoring as seriously as I should have, like freshman gotcha. freshman year. I still was sort of in a childish mindset going into it. So I didn't, I didn't take um, advantage of the resources of tutoring as much as I should have. Instead, I chose gotcha. to go and I was like, oh, too hard. I mean, but I mean, I'm, I'm switching routes. So I, I should have took care. I should have taken those resources of tutoring and those things, and it probably would have helped me in the, when that little challenge happened for me. But I, I didn't. <laughs> you never know. I was just curious. <laughs> so, what were your greatest assets in college? You would say. I guess I would say my ability to socialize mm -hmm. or sort of to be open to sort of new experiences, like new people and sort of new experiences didn't make me scared. And if anything, I felt like college was like an adventure. Like gotcha. I need to go and learn everybody. I need to be friends with every little friend group. I need to even know the EOF teachers, the Matt, like sort of building good rapport with people in yeah. the beginning. Like I went there thinking that I'm going to switch. I'm going to have like a whole new identity, even though I'm still Lawrence. But as far as my personality blast, I won't be, because more, more in high school, I was more a little bit sheltered. One, because high school was a little bit fearful for me because the one we went to was a little bit rough. I remember because I'm going from a Catholic uh, grammar school and outside, of, uh, it was like next to our grandmother's house and people would be fighting. It'd be bullies beating people up. 
So I was real reserved in high school because I didn't want to be a victim of getting. Gotcha. But like Seton Hall, it was like the skating community, friendly people, wasn't sort of bullies and thugs. Like everybody there with a common purpose. So I went there like, mm-hmm. hey, there's no holds bars. So I, mm-hmm. I would say my asset was my ability to build connections and be open to learning new people and learning new things and sort of embracing whatever sort of new and adventure things are sort of coming my way. That's cool. So your um your extroverted nature really got yes. to be uh, yeah. to yeah. grow and live its best life. That's mm-hmm. really cool. Um mm-hmm. all right, so grades, right? So mm-hmm. on a range of summa cum laude to yes. come sum laude. How did you do academically? Well, freshman year, I actually almost got kicked out because okay. uh, I, I became too social. I like right, you were having fun. <laughs> yeah, I was having so much fun thinking I'm the mayor and, and all of these right. things. Instead of actually focus on the reason that I was supposed to be there, so I think um, I got like a one point nine by the mm. end of freshman year. But, but I actually I graduated with like a three point five. But okay. like some of those. Um, Apps like it's, it's sort of like uh, for the mistakes I made freshman year followed me all the way through up into senior year because like I had to repeat some courses in order to get it off like my mm-hmm. GPA. It, it was a battle trying to clean up my um, GPA right. of the best I made freshman year. Although I mean I got it, it wasn't sort of a full A. I think that's like a three point five. I think it's a B, B ish average. It's, it's that, like a B plus. Yeah. It's like a B plus year. I was like, average people run the world. So I, I think I'll do. <laughs> good mantra, this. good mantra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I tell myself. Yeah, who needs average yeah. people run the world. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so I, it wasn't really like a um, come low, like get me, get this over with. It was mm-hmm. actually saddening for me that this, this was all ending. Because once mm-hmm. I got into the groove of understanding the value of all of this education stuff, then it was like over. This is like my senior year. Even though I went to grad school after, and that's why I sort of like, oh, I really sort of appreciated learning new things more so than in undergrad. So it's mm-hmm. like uh, by the end, once you get the niche of learning and then its value was sounded, all right, bye. You know, yeah. so it was like a sort of a sad like, Once you mature and become an adult who appreciates yeah. learning, it's like, all right, you're an adult now. Go, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah go off and you're like, no, let right. me just say Um. All right. Can you share one or two lessons learned that you feel like you want to pass along? Hmm. I would say I actually wrote some down. I would say okay. that um, one study groups because I remember uh, like um, when I had like so, some philosophy classes, even some of the math classes, mm-hmm. like th- there would be a, gr- a group of students who would get together to go over and compare notes that the teacher told you because everybody sort of sometimes when um a teacher would give a lecture or give a lesson. Everybody has their own take, own pinpoint of notes that everybody sort of took in the class. Then you would group together. And go, oh, you know, he said this was going to be on the test. And he go, oh, perfect, perfect. So it'll allow you to get sort of a full body experience of what everybody else thinks the test is going to be like or what sort of what the paper should be like and all of those things. So I would say study groups, study groups. Any class you get to, find a good group of people who are serious about the class yeah. connect with them and say, hey, are you guys meeting on Saturday? Da, da, da. Or you be the creator of one. Let, let's get this group right. together and then let's try to uh, make the most out of this class as possible and learn off each other so that we can sort of essentially pass this class with, with flying color. So I would say study groups is yeah, one. That's good. That's good. <clears throat> Two, I would say understanding and utilizing your resources. 
Mm-hmm. Even such things as like tutoring, the career center. Like the career center should know everything except your social security number. They should know exactly. everything. They'll, they sort of guide you to what you do after college. You know what I mean? When you, you sort of transition it from that junior senior year and what it is that you want to do, they'll let you know what where you need to be going to sort of start that off and doing interns and all of those things. Or right. even sort of resources of your friends, your family, when you <clears throat> maybe you need a couple dollars for books or you need you know I mean all this so you it, it seems like in the college <clears throat> you need to really learn what your resources are seek them out learn them understand them and utilize them and wring out every sort of bit of the resources that you can get access to because it'll all it'll let you learn to do that when you get older and not when you leave sort of the college realm where it's like the real world you'll understand how yeah. important resources and how you lose them really are in the world no, that's good. That's that's perfect. I feel like that's perfect on so many levels. One on college being like a, a test ground, right? Or mm-hmm. a time for you to really grow and, you know, try out what you would be doing in the real world. But then also yeah. utilizing resources. I feel like so many people go to college and they don't tap into the mm-hmm. number of resources that they have around them, whether it's like family and friends who would help if they spoke up. Um, Mm -hmm. But also like the resources on campus, Um, like you said, career services. Um, I lived in a career services office. Like once I I realized all the resources that were around that I was paying for that was coming out Mm -hmm. of my tuition, career services, when I found out that they had like therapy, I I went on, you know, before everyone thought that therapy was cool, I was up in the counseling office. Um, So no, I think that's, I think that's really good and certainly, um, many resources are underutilized. So that's, that's a really good point. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. Um, so last question, do you think that college was worth it and why? I would say yes. I mean, the student loans that I'll be paying until I'm retired right. would, would, um, would have me say otherwise. But as far <laughs> as what I've learned, even deeper than sort of the education, just the sort of, um, human aspect of it, the sort of the um, sociology sort of aspect of it. Like you, right. you learn sort of how to interact with teachers, which later on become how to interact with management, or you you, under, you understand how to uh, interact with your peers, which later on become your sort of coworkers and, and sort of right. those things. So I, I think the experience and sort of the learning and uh sort of the moves and the sort of conversations that you need to have in order to get you through college or to, to pass a test or to uh, speak to your, your teacher to get a little bit extra credit because you need the, your GPA to go up so that you don't lose funding for your scholarship and all of those, like all of those sort of um, maneuvers outside of education that you learn in order sure. to successfully sort of graduate for those who do sort of go to the finish line. I think college is sort of exceptional in, in that it imbues you with those steps to really get you toward the next sort of step in life and how to understand sort of your place in the world and what your skills are and what you can apply and what you need to learn and what you need to advance on. But also the college, they say to, I guess if, if I would say for my own life, if I didn't go to college and I didn't experience something outside of Jersey city or my own grandmother's house is I'd be much more limited than what, college and going through that experience and being with all of these people from all different over the world that you probably would never see again, but just to understand different cultures, understand cultural competency and how to 
interact with somebody who's different than looks like you, that different than speaks like you and all of those things, I think college is very, very worth it just because of that aspect of what it teaches you outside of just the, the education that you're supposed to get, just the human right. learning of it all. So I would say, yes, it's worth it. My payment plan, I would say no, but <laughs> for, for the intrinsic sort of knowledge that I got outside of that, absolutely. Perfect. Perfect. That's, I mean, well said, I don't even have anything else to add to that. I mean, well said. Um, so I think that's it. Uh, thank you for joining us. Thank you for being my first guest in this series. I appreciate it. And, um, just, you know, appreciate you sharing your wisdom, both with the podcast and just, you know, with me as my cousin. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the College Playbook with Cousin Dami and Friends, brought to you by First Draft, an initiative to increase the social capital of Black college students. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe, share, and leave a review. For more information, visit myfirstdraft.org. Yo, yo.